Welcome to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast with Lawrence Munaig, where we explore the ketogenic lifestyle and how it can improve your physical and mental health. Each week, we bring you valuable insights and advice from experts to help you on your journey to a healthier lifestyle. This episode is brought to you by BasicKetogenicLifestyle.com, where Lawrence coaches individuals with depression to reverse their symptoms and achieve a healthier, happier life using an evidence-based approach. So sit back, relax, and join us as we dive deep into the world of ketones and coffee. Subscribe to the Ketones and Coffee podcast today and never miss an episode. Hey guys, this is Lawrence, and welcome back to the Ketones and Coffee Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in. I know everyone here that's listening are here because you want to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through the ketogenic diet, and every single week, I try to bring in guests that not only has the knowledge, but these individuals has also been through the same trials that we all have been through when it comes down to our search for a better health. We get together in hopes to assist you on your own journey. I'm so excited for this, guys. You know why we are here. We're here to talk about real-life experiences within our health journeys. And, and also because I believe that there is so much to learn from our own health struggles. And so we get together to show you that it is possible, guys. So if you're ready, I have here one of the stars of the Lifetime reality TV show, Married at First Sight. He is also on a carnivore diet, and so we will talk about how he got started with that and his experience and his insight with his own health journey. We have none other than Jacob Hardy. Jacob, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you. It's uh, good to be here. I'm hoping um, my corgis behave. Rex is getting a little fussy back there, but he'll he'll calm down once we get going, I'm sure. But yeah, great to be here. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. So, uh, so how are you, man? Uh, what's keeping you busy lately? Uh, I'm good. You know... I'm like, I'm super excited actually about this new knees over toes wave. I don't know if you've been following that or I've seen him around. Uh, so this new, it's sort of a new concept to help strengthen and protect knees. And the basics is walking backwards and pulling a sled backwards so that your knees are always over your toes. And I, I don't know, it seems to be the new hot thing. Like him and Mark Bell have been taken off, like working together, but I'm really interested in that. And that's, that's kind of like what I've been focusing on. Actually, I have a sled that's in the mail. It should be here today. But um, so yeah, that's like kind of what I've been looking at recently. And uh, just really trying to buckle down like my diet again. Um, typically, I don't know how you are, but over the holidays, I'll get a little messy or I'll just let mm-hmm. things slide, right? So uh, I did put on some weight, but also you know, trying to see what boundaries I can push with adding things back and what works out versus what doesn't. Um, but now I'm sort of back to strict carnivore and, you know, feeling better again too. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man, because I want to talk to you about um, how you got started with, with uh, the carnivore diet, right? Um, so let's dive into it. Um, love that you're here, man. Uh, not just because of what you have to share today uh, to people, you know, about your health journey, but also having a platform like yours, I think, you know, you can have a, a bigger impact on, you know, just creating awareness um, outside of the keto and carnivore space. Um, you know, obviously, there's uh, a controversy around, you know, surrounding carnivore fat, obviously, mm-hmm. right, having, you know, you having to answer um, a lot of questions about, you know, cholesterol and red meat and which mm-hmm. you've already addressed on your channel. Um, uh, being in the public eye, for sure, um, you'll get an audience that may be averse to this lifestyle, right? Um, taking a stand like that, I think, shows that 
you know, you show it, it shows courage for me and much respect uh, to you. And, uh, you know, sometimes people can have an expectation of your different opinions, but having a platform like yours, I believe gives you gives you that ability to reach a wider audience that not many can speak to. Right. But obviously it can come with lots of criticism. I'm curious what sort of feedback have you gotten, if at all, from it? Obviously, you've already addressed lots of questions about it. What, what sort of the main thing that people say about it? Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. Like the maths audience in particular, uh, they didn't seem to have like strong, strong opinions. They would just say like mm-hmm. the typical things, oh, he's eating eight eggs, he's going to die, he's going to have a heart attack, those sort of things. And like, you know, that's still stuff that's sort of ingrained in our social conscious, whatever you want to call that. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And I'm okay with that. Like I try to just have high level conversations because I also stopped, I stopped getting in the weeds as much because back in like, back when everything, when I first got started, I, the bodybuilding.com forums was like my main resource to sort of figure stuff out. And that was before social media even. So you would always find something, right? But, and it's kind of like how it is today, I guess, where you're always wrong and you're always right depending on who you're talking to. Right. And there's always wrinkles and nuance with everything you want to do or look at. And, you know, everybody's situation is also very unique. Right. So, um, when people would criticize me or say things, I just, I put myself in their shoes when I would have thought the same thing and said, you know what, that's okay. Maybe they'll look into this a little deeper and understand that. Well, maybe, maybe they have some fair points on some things, but also this isn't what you think it is. And, I hope that most people get to a place like that. Um, how I actually started was, and I used to work, I used to um, get coached by Lane Norton. I don't know if you know who Lane is. So he was one of the more prominent guys in the bodybuilding.com forums. And <laughs> I felt bad for him because he always used to have to go to war and he has the degrees, the certifications and can really talk about, you know, everything with, with authority, I should say. Um, so it was like him versus the world on the bodybuilding.com forums a lot. So I ended up training under him. Uh, he's very much a, if it fits your macros guy, right? It uh, doesn't matter what you eat sort of thing, which I respect. And I worked well for me for years. But at some point, there was a wrench in the system for sure. And I can speculate as to what that might have been. But personally, I think uh, I think some antibiotics might have nuked my gut because I think that's a risk people don't always look at when taking antibiotics. Um, but things just stopped... Uh, stopped grinding like they used to. So I ended up having to look at diet. I was in physical therapy, going through these 45 minute yoga routines to try to reduce the inflammation. And Mm. while that worked, it was good. It was very temporary. Right. And so that's what led me to some more diet solutions. I started cutting out dairy grains, noticed I was feeling better. Then Dr. Baker came on to that Rogan podcast, talked about eating all meat. Mm. And I had known, you know, people that have done crazy stuff like that at the time it was very crazy to me. Right. And I was, I was thinking to myself like, well, this just looks like some, you know, extreme knuckle dragger. That's what I would, you know, that was what we would call a guy, the gym addict guys that would just do crazy stuff. But at the same time, I was like, well, maybe I'll try it. Right. I just put a button in it. And, and then like, uh, then Jordan Peterson came on, same thing, started talking about it. And for whatever reason, when he talked about it, I think it was, you know, the reinforcement of more people doing it. And also that his daughter came up with it when he for him at least and uh seeing that and the way he explained it and the symptoms that he was having in particular waking up very tired even though you got eight hours of sleep um just being uncomfortable all the time like all those things started to speak to me so i said well (laughs) let's go right and i and one of his things too he was like try it for two weeks Mm. like you can try anything for two weeks 
try it for two weeks. And if you're unhappy, right, then do go back to doing what you're doing. Two weeks later, I was down like 10 pounds. Didn't even want to like necessarily lose weight, but just shed like 10 pounds and uh, felt amazing. And my head shrunk. That's why I always tell people like I, <laughs> yeah. I had a Cleveland Browns hat that was, you know, there, there's no, it's yeah. a fitted hat. And then all yeah. of a sudden there's like this gap on each side of my head. And, I'm, and I was having migraines constantly from, you know, my diet and I was actually drinking red wine to help with the migraines, which was probably making that worse because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a sulfite. I think I have a sulfite allergy, but I'm not sure. But that, that's, so, yeah, let's, let's go ahead. No, no, please continue. That, that's kind of like the long and skinny how I found carnivore and got into it. And that was roughly around 2018. Um, mm-hmm. And I was very strict for the majority of the time. But within the past year, I have tried to see what I can add back and sort of play with it. But it's a very frustrating process because... Uh, as you probably know, when you try, when you throw a wrench in the engine there, it can, mm-hmm. it can be painful for a couple of days, potentially yeah. a week. So, yeah. um, been a process. So let, let, let's, let's, let's go back because, you know, you, you talking about, you know, always having this, um, you know, inclination to, you know, fitness and, and being healthy. I, I want, I want to understand because for our listeners is, just cultivating that wanting to do it right it, it is 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 the more important thing and and the reason why i have people on is to learn how to cultivate that since it's a learned behavior right it can mm-hmm. also be taught right so if you can form a habit you can also break it right i'm not saying it's easy right follow oh, yeah. the words don't twist it uh, it can be done though it can mm-hmm. be done so so you know as an example right when we're sad when we're lonely when we're depressed we we look to food for happiness right and and, and you know i i talked to one of the doctors that came on the show that she she talked about um that we've learned that from uh when we were kids when we were crying uh our, our parents give us a treat so we will stop crying and so that is things like that that we've learned from our um from when we were uh children right that that we carry on when we when we uh go into our adulthood and so i, I want to understand you know, how how you cultivated that we're always were you always somebody that's wanting to be healthy you, you can go back as early as you can um you know when when you first watch what you're eating Hey guys, let me tell you about this delivery service that's been a total game changer for my lifestyle. Did you know that it's now possible to get local fresh groceries delivered right at your doorstep? Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. And if I can avoid buying non-keto-friendly items from supermarkets who psychs you into buying unhealthy foods, plus if it saves me a lot of time and money, sign me up. Instacart is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados, and they will keep your eggs safe too. And Instacart will find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. And you can get your first order today delivered for free when you purchase over $35 by following the link on the show notes below to let Instacart know that I sent you and to help to support the show. Instacart, never step foot in the grocery store again. Yeah. Well, so the eating, I guess I, I would split it into two parts and I'll, uh, I'll get a bit vulnerable for you. Um, but 
I think a lot of guys my age can relate to this, even though we won't say it out loud because it's probably embarrassing. But um, when I was like 12 or 13, you know, this this new show came on TV called Dragon Ball Z, right? And uh, one of the main characters there, Goku, uh, would just train himself into oblivion, uh, train, 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 right? That was like half of the seasons was him just training for the big fight. <laughs> so me being like the influential, uh, you know, little teenager I was like, that sort of just resonated with me. I had just started, you know, taking weight training seriously too for football and baseball and all that stuff. So, um, that actually did have a big impact on at least me pushing myself and also getting into powerlifting. And I found this powerlifting gym and then I'm just seeing like all of these guys pushing their boundaries and doing insane things that I didn't think were possible. Um, kind of like how it was portrayed, right? Dragon Ball Z. And then like that kind of gave me the confidence to really push myself, especially with powerlifting, uh, to think that I was, I was 15 years old. Um, and I, I had, you know, the powerlifting divisions, as you probably know, there's like 50 of them, but whichever one I was competing at the time at 15, uh, I had set a state record for however long a time in Ohio at, for 375 squat, you know, at 15. And I was proud of that. And um, when I first walked into that gym, would have never thought I would be able to do that, um, especially at 15. So, um, that, that was definitely like kind of the start for me. And I don't know, I think it was just being too, like a, a scrappy kid from Ohio. Like mm -hmm. when you're in a Cleveland suburb in Ohio, yeah. like nobody cares about you. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're, it's an impoverished city of Lorraine. And, uh, so kind of bringing that mentality to like mm -hmm. training allowed me to push myself in ways I just nobody would have necessarily told me to, uh, I just had that sort of attitude. It's like, okay, well, I'm not good enough. Let me, let me see. Right. And that, that really drove me. The diet didn't come in until later. I didn't really, so I was terrible as a teenager. Um, I wanted to gain weight. I wanted to be an offensive lineman. Right. So I went from like probably 200 pounds, um, at 15 ish to by the time I was 16, 17, I was like 270. I was like getting the box of the blue deluxe macaroni and cheese, cooking the whole thing and basically eating the whole thing kind of thing. And, uh, um, so my diet was typically pretty bad till, uh, I just ate whatever till I was probably yeah. about 25 where um, you could still get away with it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I was okay with that. And even when I settled, um, you know, I ended up playing division three football, we weren't great. Our mascot was a student prince though. It's one of the top five worst mascots in the country. I'm proud of that, but, uh, <laughs> I was about 240 though in college and I felt good at that weight. And like, even right now I flow between 210 to 230, just depending. Um, yeah. So once I hit about 20, I think it was about 25, 26, you know, I was done with college probably more 24, but, uh, either way got home, started working at GNC. I'd worked at GNC throughout college. So I kind of had that whole bro thing and believe it or not, I was not a fan of keto, um, kind of because I worked at GNC because at that time, this was right around the time when Atkins had its first wave of like being the fad diet, right? And which is good. And I was actually happy at the time that people were taking their diet seriously, you know, and like coming in and sort of trying to do something different than just whatever they see on a commercial, right? So, uh, but the issue was to me, all those Atkins products, brownie, cakes, you know, like all of it's basically the most unhealthy things you could eat packaged into a low carb keto thing that you can eat. But that sort of is reinforcing bad behavior, right? And the minute that they get that weakness, uh, and many of these people were elderly, uh, I noticed a lot of the times too. So they would try this Atkins diet, then they would fall off and 
start eating all those things in the pure forms, right? The pure sugar forms. So, um, obviously when that fizzled out, I just, for the longest time, didn't have like, didn't think much of keto anyway. And that was, we all have biases, right? From our environments and upbringings and everything else. But the reason why I talk about that too, is I ended up overcoming that, you know, like I just, mm-hmm. and I think in fitness in general too, you realize enough that what you're doing is not necessarily the best solution or the right solution. It's a solution. It might work pretty well for you, but there's definitely others. They definitely work. And I think you should be open-minded depending on your situation, mm-hmm. right. To try new things and all that. And I think, um, one of the guys that actually got me interested too, uh, in really taking a hard look at keto was Dom, uh, Diagnosto. I, I, I probably got to butcher his last name. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he's, he was the one that figured out with the Navy SEALs about, uh, the rest rebreathers, like how they won't have seizures or something if they, uh, use a keto diet with the rebreathers that they had underwater. But, uh, so yeah, that, that, um, that, and also some of the benefits that I was reading, I, I know they're be very careful here. I don't want to get tagged with misinformation, but uh, I, th- I believe there are certain cancers. I won't say specifically, but I believe research implies certain cancers you can benefit from a keto diet. You know, so once all those things started coming out, I just really thought, okay. And um, then when you know my diet really started stalling, or even just like I'm eating healthy, right? I'm doing peanut butter, rice, cottage cheese, chicken breast, all those things, like not eating junk, and like the weight's not coming off like it used to. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe it is an age thing, but I don't, I don't subscribe to that to just giving up because I'm getting older. Right. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's spin it. Let's, uh, you know, take the record. Let's, let's see if we can change the direction here. And, uh, mm-hmm. so carnivore ended up being the solution for me. And that, I think that was around 2018. So that was later into my thirties, but I was definitely struggling into my thirties with diet and trying to figure out what it was. And uh, carnivore ended up being the best solution for me. Mm. You talked, to people about shifting their mindset from a short-term diet to uh, investing into a more sustainable lifestyle, right? Um, and you said you, you're not push, pushing this lifestyle, but learn and and do what works for you, which I think is 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 important to to say when you know you're you're uh, you have a, a wider audience of people because it can get misconstrued, right, uh, by some people. You know, obviously, huge companies are are all about their bottom lines, right? You know, about this products and, and that products. And if they're making money off of these um, short-term diets, whether it's feeding into their obesity epidemic, I don't, I don't think they care. It, trust that it's all about their, their pockets at the end of the day. Um, I want to ask you, like, when did you realize that this is the lifestyle uh, for you? Um, you know, obviously you're back into carnivore lifestyle now. And, and, and is this something that you, you're, going to be on, you know, a long-term or yeah, I think so. I think, um, honestly, I think within like the fourth week of carnivore, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm good. Like this might be it for me. Cause I do, I love uh sunny side up eggs. I love steak. Uh, you throw some salt on both of those. I'm pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I looked up this, I still take multivitamins. Um, I'm not like, you know, I, I know Michaela Peterson has a lot more allergies to things and has to watch supplementation wise and all that. So, but I don't, I don't necessarily have any problems with that. So I can take, you know, vitamin C or different things. I was trying to make sure I didn't get scurvy, you know, doing all the reading on stuff like that, which apparently isn't really a thing, um, with a scurvy, but you know, knock on wood, but, um, yeah, the, um, 
I think it was about the fourth week and it was really just because of how good I felt. And I hadn't felt that yeah. good in since my twenties. And I was just like, wow, what the, what the heck's going on? Right. And, um, I would always just encourage people to keep an open mind with things. And that's why I don't push, I don't push the diet. I didn't necessarily want the diet to, ne- you know, define me per se. Like this is a tool and an element that I use to improve myself. And if I find something better, I will use that. Right. So that's yeah. my attitude with just about everything. Um, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, having the carnivore diet define you or like pushing it, uh, just not my style. And I tend to resonate with people that do that. So that's what kind of why I'm doing that. Right. So if you try to push something on me, I'll, I'll step back and I'll look at it for a while and I'll yeah, think about yeah. it. But if I see somebody leading by example and killing it and they're just doing yeah. the thing and they're not necessarily saying you have to do this, I'm more interested in it. And I go, Hey, let me check this out. <laughs> You know, it's funny when you talked about like uh, when when you talk th- you talk about this on, on on your YouTube channel where you were at the pool and uh, talking about carnivore. You said uh, the science is settled. Uh, you know, it's probably charlatans trying to to sell you something, <laughs> and uh, it's just really uh, funny because it's true, right? Like uh, they do push their agenda. It doesn't matter what it is um as as long as as it it benefits uh you know whatever it is right um yeah yeah i I would encourage people to always question anything they hear um is regards supplementation or diet and everything it's you you really do have to like dig in and then you have to understand like and have the confidence to say well give it a real chance if you want to try it but also then analyze is this working for me and if it's not why and then maybe go consult somebody um that might know why and then if you get it done right well then you understand if it works for you or not right but it seems like for whatever reason in our society we have accepted our diets to just be this thing where we go places to eat get food and we're good and you know there's that old saying you are what you eat but it's it's more than that too, I think. And, um, but it's, it's just so important that I think everybody really takes a handle of what they're consuming and what they're eating. And mm-hmm. it makes it, I feel like college is like that focal point of where we all go bad because we're just eating whatever the hell we want. We're so young, we're drinking like every other day. And then we just create these bad habits for ourselves. And then you get, you get closer to 30 and you go, Oh, I'm just getting old. It's like, well, no, maybe you've been destroying your body with beer and pizza like every night. And you know, who knows with your microbiome. Right. And that's the other element of this is we don't know a lot about the microbiome yet and how it affects our, uh, our intake of the foods. Right. So, uh, depending on your microbiome, you might be more keto adaptive versus not right. I don't think we know the specifics of that yet. So I just always encourage everybody to keep an open mind and, uh, to really just be open. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that sounds redundant and it's whatever, but that's, yeah, I, I was, I'm surprised you remember that pool diatribe. I was, <laughs> I went on a tangent there. I was like, I've watched that back. I goes, yeah, maybe I should have calmed down a little bit, but I, it was just frustrating because, you know, you did hear a lot of that stuff. And even today I'll hear stuff about, you know, my heart health and just all of these things. And it's like, well, do you have something that I can read that, you know, was peer reviewed and actually has a focus group and it's not like epidemiology connecting strings. I haven't gotten one yet. So as far as I know, it's all epidemiology connecting strings. And I just, having the history I have in the supplement industry, uh, I don't, (laughs) I don't subscribe to that typically. It's good. It's good to see and good to use as a baseline, but I don't subscribe to it. Man, you, uh, you, you, 
you delve you delved into the science of this and and you know just listening to your video about uh, you know the carnivore lifestyle um it seems like um you are really interested in digging into the science of this and and how your what you're eating affects how you feel too right at the end of the day um i want to talk to you about consistency because you know you said change your life and and, and do that you have to make tough choices to do that right and i believe that change has to be desired too right and, and that desire is cultivated from experience um because some people you know that's why you know short-term diets really work because people subscribe to it because they know that they're gonna get off it anyway so i'm gonna be on this for 30 days um and then after after that goal after i reach that goal i'll be back to you know whatever regular um but what keeps you consistent with this and what motivates you through this this health journey for you i know you 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 talked about some of the benefits that you already seen um what what are the difference between now and then what you know maybe how you feel now or what benefits have you experienced uh starting this carnivore diet well what i would say like to answer your question more holistically is i think i've always been like my biggest critic and i'm sure there's a psychologist out there that will pick me apart for that some way somehow but like um I just, I've always, I don't know what it was. And maybe it goes back to that simplified like Dragon Ball Z thing with the training and wanting to be a better version of yourself. But like it, there was always just something in me that wanted to explore. And I always wanted to do it naturally too. And it's nothing against, you know, people that used anabolic steroids or anything like that. But for some reason, I just never wanted to go down that path. It didn't feel right to me. And it, a lot of it has been gut feelings too with, the paths that I want to take or the, you know, the training I want to do and just all of those things. Does this feel right to me? And is it working? Is it effective? And then also like even what you hit on with the, the diet part, like people go on these diets knowing that they're going, not going to last. And then what they tend to do is they're not getting the results they want right away. So they'll go on a more extreme version of the diet. Right. And then they lose the weight they want in an unhealthy manner then once they're done with their event, they take their wedding photos, they look pretty and all that smiling. Then they just pick out, right, gain the weight back and uh, potentially get depressed and all those things. And uh, that just seems to be something, again, that infiltrated our society, I feel like, as like the methodology where we really need to like, we got to take control and take control and be decisive. And I, I feel like that's a rarer these days. Um, people want that comfort right? Like you said, comfort food, comfort, whatever. Uh, like I, I stopped years ago, uh, probably about like, and I still will like, so while I was on that show, I did drink when the cast was drinking, but I stopped drinking alcohol. Like this is just a decision that I made. Like, and again, once there is a once in a blue moon event, like a wedding or something like that, yeah, I'll have a few drinks, but like just uh, on a week to week basis, I do not drink. And, um, I made that decision just because as I was getting older too, it was affecting me more. Uh, and then you may, you realize like, this is harmful. This is not helping me. Um, and if anything, it's taken me days to recover from it physically, uh, even like at the subtle ways, because people say, oh, I'm hungover the next day, but there are some subtle ways. I, I believe alcohol stays in your system for up to like five to six days, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, our football coach used to lecture us on that. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think just being decisive and understanding the commitment to making a change in your life where people get stuck, right, is, well, I tried, mm-hmm. and then they fail, and they're just like, well, that's just not for me, or then they'll start making excuses like, well, that person's on steroids, they're doing this, you know, that's why it's working for them, or that's why, like, when not really, like, it, you know, a lot of times it's just, no, they're actually, maybe they failed at it once, then they've learned, and then they say, okay, this is bigger than just me do this for three weeks. I need to make a lifestyle decision and also make it comfortable to where I'm happy. Like, that's the other thing. People go on diets, they're not happy a lot of the times. You can be on a diet and be happy, it, you know? I don't think people realize that. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've always been sort of hard-headed in a good way, I think, like that, where I'm hard-headed enough to follow through with what I want to do. And even if it fails, then I can sort of pull back, look at it and go, okay, well, what was good? What was bad? Mm-hmm. Is there something else I can do with this without the bad? And whether that's training, diet, or even just being a human, you know, and and learn and grow. That's those are two other things we don't talk about anymore in our society because you're not allowed to make mistakes or you will get canceled, sir. <laughs> but like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you got to learn yeah. and grow from your mistakes, and we all make them. We are imperfect humans, and I almost think to a degree too, it's stunting our growth as a society mm-hmm. because we don't forgive anymore. We don't allow people to grow. We banish them, and then people don't make the mistakes that would make them better people. So. I, I just always preach that, you know, learn, make mistakes, grow. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you talked about that because it's it's almost like you have to have a side. You have to side with somebody. You have it's either you're with me or against me, right? Why can't we just have opinions, right? Why can't we just live with it and, and li- live with the consequences, right? Um, we 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 have our choices we are free and we have our choices but why can't we choose for ourselves and choose what's better for us and and sometimes you know it, it it's just unfortunate that you know this social media world that we live in you know you have to have a side and if you're not on my side then um again you could be canceled for one right <laughs> for, for having an opinion right Oh, they, they tried uh, to get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got you, you make mistakes. You're absolutely right. And, and, and it's just not really uh, healthy for the society to begin with. And so, um, man, I love, love that you touched upon that. And it, it's, it's uh, really unfortunate that that's happening. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Joe Rogan. It's happening to him right now. And, 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 and you know, who knows what will happen to that, right? But... <laughs> Well, I think, I think this is our moment though. This is the moment that reasonable people can flip the script. I do believe this. I think Joe can be the pivot and I hope he is um, because he's, he is sort of uncancelable to, to a degree, but he's also very open-minded. He admits his mistakes, right? He did apologize, even though people don't want him to apologize, but like, I agree he should have apologized just because I don't think he was apologizing for the people that put that out either. I think he was apologizing to his fans that felt a certain way after seeing that cut up. And I think that's good. Um, But also then we need to come up with a way to not restrict ourselves in context being everything. Um, And it's also, it plays into everything these days, especially with diet and training, because you see it with 
like, and I'm lucky I've avoided the, the vegan whiplash. Like <laughs> the vegans haven't come for me for whatever reason. So I've been under the radar there, which I, I plan on staying hopefully. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't think vegans are doing anything wrong. Like I, if, if you're healthy on a vegan diet and you're supplementing the, you know, the right amount of amino acids, so you're not having any sort of deteriorating performance or health, God bless, like go after it. I'm happy for you. Um, but for some reason, and I feel like it's a, it's, it's a personal growth thing that we're not seeing with groups of people or just people online because they reinforce their own perspectives that when they attack you for your perspective, and I don't attack, I just don't think balanced, healthy people don't attack other people. And I think, you know, this, right. Like we, we're not going to go out and start flaming people and saying, Oh, screw that guy. You know, like what those people are doing is they're running away from the mirror. There's something in their life that is eating at them. They don't want to address it. So they're going to go attack somebody else. So they feel better who they perceive being wrong. And that's, that's what I see a lot of, but mm -hmm. I do think we are turning quarter. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. We can just have nice, calm conversations and get back to a discourse. And I hate that, you know, politics has sort of seeded it into everything. And I really hate that because I feel like politics should be a private thing for the most part. That's how it used to be when I was growing up and uh, nobody uh, had an opinion either way, but they've, the media has turned it into this toxic thing and it, it has sort of infected everything. Like people think all kinds of things about me because I, I'm carnivore because carnivore has now come with this sort of open-mindedness with other things and health choices, right? And uh, it just, it's a, it's a slippery slope, but I am hopeful. I, I think we can turn a corner. I think we need to have more conversations like this and even like people that disagree, but I'm pretty feng shui about like all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. I'm not going to like come after and flame somebody. Like I even said earlier, um, just having come from different methodologies and being a part of different things, whether it's, you know, even the, I was a power lifter as a young teen, if you would have told me as a, a young teen being a power lifter that I would get into bodybuilding in my twenties. I would have looked at you and probably said, you know, a couple of derogatory terms for bodybuilders because, you know, we, there was always kind of like a disrespect at the time there. There's not any more, I don't think really. Um, but everybody sort of piles on CrossFitters now, which, which I don't, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean though. It's yeah. People, people forgot about how to listen to each other anymore. It's just, we, we would, we would try to talk to each other, but not really listen and just wait to, you know, for your turn to, to speak on your opinions. And it, it, that's uh, unfortunate because we, we don't really listen to each other anymore. If you're in, in a group of people, um, you know, it's your way or, or no way. Right. But uh, it, it, we, we gotta, we gotta come together. And like I said, like you said, like I, I'm not against vegans too. Like, you know, if, if that's what they want to do, then, then, you know, all, all, all the, if, if that, what, if that's what worked for them, um, I believe, but, um, I'm, I'm going to stay on my lane and, 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 you know, just keep continue sharing my experience, like you, like, like what you're doing right now and sharing your experience and how, um, carnivore affected your life and, and how, um, it, it, your, your cognitive function has improved everything else has improved in your life. And so that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it for people that really want to listen because people want to learn for people want to uh, make a change. And, and we, we both believe, and, and, and again, I'm with you. We're not pushing this to people. If you, if you, if, if you do your research and you've tried it and it doesn't, it doesn't work for you, then 
you don't have to be on this, right? But but again, we do this for people that want to listen. We do this for people that are, um, you know, suffering from different kinds of ailments that carnivore or keto can, uh, you know, fix. Uh, uh, this lifestyle can fix. And, and that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. And, and having to talk about experiences like, like yours and how you, uh, how you, your health journey has evolved from, from being a, a bodybuilder into getting into the diet. And, and as you grow older, you realize that certain food doesn't work for you. And so we arrive at this point where you're, you're uh, on, a, on a strict carnivore diet, which uh, just works, right? And, and it may have a lot of um, backlash, you know, being on a public eye like yourself. You know, I, I find you you know, very courageous for, for, for even speaking on uh, these topics, because it can come with lots of criticism, I believe, and, and, and having you speak here and, and able to, you know, reach other people, you know, with, with your platform is incredibly amazing because you have this awareness, you, you can spread awareness about this and, and what you believe is, is right and what worked for you, man. So I applaud you. I applaud you there and, and, and love that this is working for you, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, I want to talk about, you know, you talked a little bit about testosterone levels that how, how, you know, how we can prevent, you know, that from happening because, you know, as, as, as we, as human species grow, you know, our testosterone levels uh, go down. So, so can you speak a little bit about that and how we can prevent that? Oh, do we want to talk about the icing? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I, I started getting my labs done, um, a couple of years ago before I wasn't really too concerned. I kind of like knew, you know, in the gym and whatnot, and just where I was at muscularity, likewise, like I'm probably okay. Um, so it, it, I, I've never been like an extreme supplement person. Like I'll take basic stuff, multivitamins, you know, like a vitamin C, zinc, all those things. Although now like reading up, I do think the zinc made me white, uh, earlier. Apparently zinc can have a thing where it actually does like, it doesn't just, this is like white. This is not gray. <laughs> like it just takes the pigmentation out of your hair. So, um, I actually did get some copper for that to maybe help combat that a little bit, but, um, cause that's what it does. It apparently has something to do with your copper levels. Uh, but yeah, the, um, so as far as supplements go, uh, the Dr. Huberman has been making his rounds. I don't know if you've heard him on some of his podcasts. There's like Fedosia, uh, there's two herbs that he recommends that can raise natural testosterone levels by up to 200 to 300 points or something. Um, it's Fedosia arrestus, I believe. And, um, I forgot what the other one was. Um, I'm taking those now. I haven't gotten labs since I started those though. And then also, um, Sistanch. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sistanch. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, that's from the, uh, ergonomic health guy. He's, uh, Australian. So I'm actually probably going to post like, there's like a Bible of like fitness influencers that I tend to listen to. And all of them probably disagree with each other but I'd like to like listen to all of them and see what they sort of hold at their forefront, give that a shot, right? See if it works for me kind of thing and um, kind of go from there. But 
Um, yeah, as far as keeping testosterone up, I think it's more of lifestyle too. I do think lifestyle is very important, staying active, um, exercising your legs, especially. Um, I think all of that comes with it. I think if you, which probably a lot of people with Corona, you end up sitting on the couch and becoming lackadaisical, right? I think that's going to affect mm -hmm. your, uh, your system as a whole. Um, even when I went to acupuncture, so I go to acupuncture, like usually at least once or twice a month, um, uh, the gentleman I go to, he, he, he probably puts like 30 something needles in me, but he, he does it to keep my chi flowing. You know, he says, uh, basically that we're going to keep your chi flowing like well, and that's going to keep everything, uh, balanced and functioning properly. Mm -hmm. So, and I do feel better since I've been doing that. Um, I've actually been doing that for like six months. I, well, maybe longer. I did that after the show ended because <laughs> I was emotional, like anxious, like sort of wreck. Uh, and then you got like this mountain of like social media just piling on you like yeah. both hate and reddit hates me for sure um but yeah because you know they just feel a certain way based off of how how they perceive you because that's the other okay. thing too with like even like the rogan thing you talked about not to go back to that really but not only if you're not them you're the other but you're also the worst example of the other so mm. and i think yeah. people do that with the diets too you know if mm. they see a fad diet or they see something and they see a bad example of it, mm. they'll look at me and say, okay, this guy's like the liver king, you know? Like, I don't know if you've seen that guy. But he's, 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 God bless him. He's doing his thing. I couldn't do what he's doing, but. Um, is it know. the raw liver thing? Oh, he eats raw bull testicles. Oh, is he, it um, carnivore, carnivore MD? No, no, this, this guy, he's just called liver king. You'll, you'll know when you see him. You, you must not have seen him yet. He's got this big burly beard. He never wears a shirt. He's ripped as can be. And he wants to live like the paleo caveman lifestyle, like legit. Like no electronics, no like just... And he, he actually pulls a sled too. He puts on a weighted vest, grabs two like 90 pound kettlebells, I think. Mm. Pulls a sled. The guy, guy's insane, but great. Mm. Like good. I We need those people to push those boundaries because even if... Most of us shouldn't do that. <laughs> he's going to do something that could be a breakout. Mm. One element of what he's doing could be a breakout for somebody else. You know, yeah. that's yeah. why I love he'll seeing find that something. Stuff. Yeah, he'll, he'll find something else that will help us, but uh, not those other stuff for sure. I uh, think, but I do think the test for testosterone. I think our biggest problem in today's society that nobody is talking about, and we have to solve it, is why. Why is the average male testosterone dropping by 60% versus what it was like 30, 40 years ago? We need to understand that and fix it. Like, and I think, I think the public conscious generally says, okay, that's good. Toxic masculinity, bad. It's like, well, high testosterone doesn't necessarily mean toxic masculinity. I've actually seen the reverse where lower testosterone can tend to lead to toxic masculinity because it's more emotional men, you know, that are lashing out. Um, I know I'm, I don't want to get us in trouble for saying more emotional men, but higher testosterone, you tend to be more stubborn and sort of closed, you know, that's all that is. But, uh, I, I think that's our biggest thing. I think we need to figure that out, whether it's the, you know, plastic water bottles. I don't know. Like people are speculating if, you know, if a water bottle gets in the sun too long, apparently that stuff can break up and get into the water and they think that could be affecting it, but who knows? I, but I think that is the biggest thing we do need to figure out. And I would like to see our government actually fund some mm. research behind it. Mm. When, when you started taking the supplement for testosterone, do you feel anything different? Honestly, no. 
typically maybe I, I just don't, um, the herbs, I'd never really feel any different. Um, you know, and I've never tried like synthetic stuff. So I'm sure that would be, and I might, I'm not against it. Um, but again, it's just, I've actually been told by friends, you know, who have tried anabolic steroids and all those things. It's like, look, if you, if you're like this and you don't need that, like, don't do it. Cause like, once you do it, it's going to be like a thing where you, you have to be on it or like, you're going to want to be on it. And, um, so I actually got encouraged by people that use steroids not to try it. And, um, so far so good. I mean, once I hit 50, you know, who knows, maybe I'll go to a doctor and say, Hey, I would like my testosterone to be like it was when I was 40. Mm -hmm. What can we do? And does it make sense? Is it going to be healthy? Can he monitor everything? Um, cause now that they are doing that now, it's kind of like a legal thing, right? Where before that wasn't something that was even humored. I think, I think we can thank uh, Sylvester Stallone for that <laughs> when he came back with those movies, right? Yeah, no, obviously. Um, man, I, I want to go back to when you said you've, you've quit alcohol. Do you, what, 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 and, and before that, before you decided to quit alcohol, what are you, how often do you drink before? Um, you know, I fell into where I didn't, it was one of those things where I didn't think I was drinking that much. And then it turned out like, Oh, I'm actually drinking like four times a week. This isn't, mm-hmm. isn't probably good. Right. And th- there is all so, that sort of like cultural thing of like one glass of red wine a day is good for you, that kind of thing. And then once you have a glass, you're got the smirks and oh, let me get another <laughs> one, you know, like what's the big deal. And, um, so that's kind of how I had fell into that, I think. Um, and it was just a period of time in my life where, I had just gotten out of a serious relationship too. And then wasn't really in the mood to like, I'm not the type of person where if I'm in a serious relationship, I can't just get out there and start dating again, like a month. So I kind of shut in for like a good six months. And then, uh, I would just, you know, have a drink or two every other night. And that turned into just an unhealthy situation. And it was kind of one of those things. I just had made this decision where this is unhealthy for me. I'm not going to do it anymore. And that was that. Then, I actually still have bottles of wine in the house for guests, yeah. but I don't touch them. <laughs> yeah. And then now, do you notice any different uh, in, in mood uh, right now that you have stayed away from alcohol? Uh, is like, you, can you um, compare uh, now to then that you could, you could, uh, you could uh, link back to not having alcohol? Yeah. Um, I think in general, I was sluggish, you know, like kind of just like you're slumped over during the day. You're just, you're not like, you're not up ready. And, um, you just were, I was not in the mode to like rue the day or whatever, like, you know, really kill it. Um, and I feel like that could have been part of it. I mean, it is a depressant, right. Uh, especially once you get it in your system that often, um, and I'm not against drinking, just to be clear. <laughs> it just it got a little into my 30s, especially though it did start to affect me more. Um, and when you're in your 20s, it just seems like you do have that buffer and you can drink whatever you want and be fine. Now, it was interesting too, when I got, while I was on the show, right? Because the whole cast is drinking like every other night. So I was drinking with them. I ended up getting knack, you know, uh, NAC. And that helped a lot. Like I could keep up with the young bucks with knack and not like feel horrible the next day, but then they pulled it or like Amazon had pulled it during COVID because <laughs> for some reason, right. They, 
they were trying to classify it as, a, I believe, a prescription drug at one point, but then they dropped it because it's not a natural occurring amino acid, right? There is some component to it that's not natural, but uh, they never got around to it. I don't think Amazon sells it still, and it's still hard to find some places, but you can get it now again. But um, yeah, that it was, it was just more of a decision too that the way I did feel, again, it was it was the thing I was combating. Am I just, is this old age? Is this what everybody says is getting old? And then there was like just this other voice that came in my head. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Screw that. We're making changes. We're not, we're not going to be complacent. And you, I, I was losing that, uh, I was losing that charge while I was drinking of in my twenties that I would say, no, screw that. We're going to, we're going to push through this. We're going to get through this. We're going to, even if you fail, you're going to win that kind of thing. Um, so I felt like alcohol was slowly taking that away from me. And maybe that's BS, right? for other people and that's fine. Um, but for me at the time, that's how I felt. And that's, that's definitely why I quit. And that's also why I can stay off of it because when yeah. you really believe that, yeah, that's the ultimate power. That's like, so difficult, man. Yeah, it can be. That's so difficult to do. Like, yeah, obviously, you know, um, it, like, like other things too, like it, it's, you gotta, you gotta really make some tough decisions for your life. And, and, and you talked about how, um, you're getting old um how old are you you're not you're not you don't seem that old to me well i'm 40 now yeah so, yeah um yeah I, I mean i would say people nowadays especially it does seem like we're learning how to age better versus mm -hmm. before right um and i do think more people taking control of their diets is helping with that yeah i think and this is this is going to hand up this is like complete bro science on my part but we used to you know do that back in the day throw around some bro science and be okay with it just being bro science and not take it too too seriously but i do think as we age we lose the ability to process foods with a good efficiency that will allow us not to be inflamed by them and i think a lot of people's health problems come from digesting foods like nobody even knows what the fodmap foods are really you know if you say fodmap food to somebody off the street have no idea what you're talking about, but you know, that's been identified as they can be high inflammatory foods, you know, for people and cause autoimmune issues and all kinds of other things. So, um, I, I do believe that just eliminating inflammatory foods from your diet, or at least ones that, you know, keep you inflamed, uh, is the way to aging gracefully and healthily. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that's the, that's the goal is to, you know, feel good. Cause yeah, I mean, Lots of people really, you know, um, use age as, as an excuse not to start anything, right? Like, uh, I, I would say it's it's never too late to start a keto diet or carnivore diet. But, you know, the, it, the, the thing that is hard for them to get over is just, you know, how they learn that wherever they picked it up that red meat it can cause you know such and such and and, and you know obviously if their doctor you know, re, uh, reinforces that then it's almost impossible to get off like that mindset and so you really really have to you know take it into your own hands and and, and if nothing's working for you obviously you know information is free but you got to still be careful on what you're reading obviously mm -hmm. 
you know, like, like we said, like, um, depends on who you talk to. It's either right or wrong. Depends on who you talk to. But at the end of the day, that's why um, we talk about stories because stories are real. Stories are experience. Stories are, are struggles and, and, and learning and, and, and finding that sustainable lifestyle um, that, you know, either it worked for you, it doesn't work for you. You know, it's up to you to find out. But if you, if you stay fixated on one thing and not be open-minded into like lifestyles like these, then you never know if, cause I feel good on this lifestyle. And you talked about, you know, feeling great on, on the carnivore diet. And, and so if, if you're not open-minded, if you're, if you're fixated with one thing, and not willing to listen to other people talk about experiences, then, then you're missing out because, you know, life is full of experiences that, that, you know, you have to, uh, it's a risk. Everything's a risk, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. obviously like, you're going to limit yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you don't entertain more than just what's in front of you and what you believe you're going to miss out. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the most important perspectives we can have in life. And, and just understanding we're all flawed people too. And we're going to make mistakes and to accept that and also accept like, I'll take two to three screw ups from major screw ups from people. I'll go, always give people the benefit of the doubt. And I don't believe in completely cutting people off like holistically, like the whole cancel thing. Like, look, I'm not going to be the one that pulls him out or helps him because I've tried but somebody else might. So somebody should have some grace with them and maybe they'll get through. Maybe they have a perspective I didn't. Maybe that'll work. Um, but yeah, this it's just, it, it is a shame that we we can't have more of these. Like the fact that there is no like giant podcast of like three expert vegans and three expert carnivores getting along and just having great conversation about their diets and how it's working for them. Instead, it's like we have to be the enemies of one, one another. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, we, we can't we can't accept anyone else's opinion unless unless uh, unless it's our own. Um, but um, again, it your your own your own knowledge of things that you think are real can be things that you picked up along the way that that sometimes isn't even yours. Sometimes you just heard it. Just sometimes you heard you know from from uh, from anywhere like. You know, from your, from your, from when you were a kid, you picked it up until your childhood, and in in these views that we have, we still gotta keep open minded. Like like you said, you know, you're on it, you're on the carnivore diet, but you view it as a tool for you. But if there is anything better, uh, you know, obviously, you're still open minded to try. But uh, man, Jacob Hardy. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Is there anything else that we missed that you want to talk about? Anything else that projects? Uh, well, no, I would, I would say if uh, you're listening, you know, you can check out my Instagram. I'm sure you'll have it linked. Uh, it's just like area man, uh, three zero zero nine six, I believe. But um, my YouTube's area man right now. I'm looking to get more involved in there and probably some other platforms uh, really like probably just gonna be kicking stuff off more soon, but I'll be the most active probably on Instagram, but uh, to kind of, uh, key off that last point though um, you know a lot of times too our critics could be right like mm. we should keep our minds open up now even like with the heart health thing and red meat okay they could be right but what are the what are the nuances of them being right 
Was the person eating pizza every day with the red meat? Were they smoking? Were they doing all these other things? That's what the side of it you'll never hear from the epidemiological studies that were done to show those results. And I think people need to dig deep and understand that too. And then just understand that this is a risk. Like, yeah, um, maybe there there could be a heart health issue I experienced in the future. Uh, seems like everything that's going to kill us is either going to be our heart's going to give out, we're going to get cancer, right? <laughs> like, too solid. If we die naturally, those are two solid ways we're probably going to go. So um, all I can say is right now, this feels amazing for me. And um, I would just, uh, yeah, encourage everybody to even keep open-mindedness to the critics, because really you can't be open-minded unless you do listen to your critics and at least try to understand where they're coming from and, and use a sliver of it maybe to your benefit. But I, I really appreciate you having me on. I thought this was a great conversation. Uh, you seem like a really knowledgeable, great dude. And, uh, and just appreciate you having me on. Jacob, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another great episode here on the Ketones and Coffee podcast. And we've had such a pleasure of hosting yet another amazing guest here, guys. If you're eager to learn more about the secrets of succeeding on the ketogenic lifestyle, be sure to check out the show notes. As a special treat for our loyal listeners, I'm offering an exclusive opportunity for a free consultation call. Discover how you can achieve success on the ketogenic lifestyle by simply referring to the details provided in the show notes take advantage guys of this unique chance to enhance your journey to a healthier you and stay tuned for more captivating episodes and until next time guys keep embracing the power of ketones